0: Okay, so this is it. This is me recording my first ever attempt at a podcast. Lots of people are probably going to ask themselves, who the fuck do you think you are putting out a podcast? What do you think you've got to say that's interesting to anyone else? The answer is I don't really know. I suppose first of all, I should say, yeah, there will be a disclaimer on this podcast that it is peppered with adult language i guess that's the best way you could say it i don't prescribe to the thought that a lot of people have that people only swear when their vocabulary is big enough to yeah to express everything they'd like to express i guess and i don't agree as i say i think a well rounded vocabulary has lots of expletives in it as well and maybe has lots of words in it that And maybe not comfortable for everybody. There will be an expletive content warning on this podcast. Um, That being said, don't deliberately mean to make it that way, but I just want to be as natural as I possibly can in this process. What's my idea? My idea is I'd like to do 23 podcasts, each around like 23 minutes long, maybe at some time or another get into the The reason why it's 23 minutes. What's the basis of the podcast? I think it's a feeling that I've had for a long, long time that there are certain barriers, especially for men, I'm going to say, generalizing. I'm also going to take this opportunity right at the beginning to say, you know, this podcast is aimed at people like me. I guess, you know, that's that's who I can relate to the most, although I'd like to think that maybe there's something for everybody, there's perhaps some <laughs> little bit of my wisdom that can be of benefit to someone else along the way, but my primary focus is on cis men, I guess, and like I say, I don't want to offend anyone with that, but that's just my little bit of reality, that... I claim to understand a little bit more than perhaps some of the others. I think in in the popular opinion of like personal development, of taking a spiritual journey, or all of those things, there's so many pitfalls along the way. There's so many people out there who are, oh selling themselves as gurus, selling themselves as enlightened, And there's a great, there's a great, just to begin with one of those great sayings if you ever meet Buddha on the road, kill him. (laughs) For me, what that means, and my understanding of that is if somebody tells you they're enlightened, smile gently, be benevolent, but don't take anything else they say too seriously. Because, in my opinion, at the moment, that you feel that you're enlightened in some way, uh, that you've understood everything, and you're in a state of serenity and nirvana. Oh, I don't know. I really think you're just lying to yourself and to everybody else, because I think life is the journey, and I don't think that journey ever ends. I think there's always more that we can understand Ram Das has a great saying and there's lots of names that will spring up that hopefully we'll cover sometime during the podcast but what I've done over the years is just always had a notebook next to me when I've been listening to podcasts like this from other people and if I hear a name and I hear something that I think interesting just write down the name and have a look on YouTube it's all there. So Ram Das says if you think you're enlightened spend a weekend with your family Spend a weekend with your brothers and sisters. Spend a weekend with your mum and dad. And see how far you get along that path of yeah, being peaceful, being calm, not being triggered and all those things, but still being loving at the same time. If you manage that, then perhaps you've done it. Perhaps you've done the impossible and reached enlightenment. My personal story, just briefly, quickly, is... I have always felt myself to be connected but never ever really felt that touch of spirituality and have tended to look much more at a scientific point of view of many things and if things weren't backed up by science then maybe not being able to take them as seriously and a lot of that has changed. I I suffered the depression and that was a real wake up call. I always thought I was very resilient. I always thought I was someone who would get through anything and actually reaching that point in my life at such a low where I just lost all perspective, where I lost just the knowing that I have such good friends around me and such great family around me. Um, that was really scary. That was really, really scary. and. Coming out of that was something I had to tackle alone more or less because I didn't feel that connection to anyone else and along that pathway I've made some really interesting discoveries for me. So something I always look at is there's lots of new trends, let's talk about breathing for example. So... I think most people are now in some way acquainted with Wim Hof, so you know who Wim Hof is. If you don't, very easy to find on the internet. If you're on Facebook and you search for Wim Hof, you can guarantee that the following week your Facebook feed will be filled with people who are offering breathwork sessions. I did my first breathwork session not so long ago, a couple of months back, and it was really transformative, really made a huge difference to me. And I then looked into what breathwork is. So most of it is based on the pranayama, which is the extended breath, which uh, some of you may know from yoga. There's all sorts of different breathing methods in that. All of the new breathing methods, uh, like Wim Hof, Conscious connected breathing. There's lots of different ones. Like I say, if you're interested, take a look online. You'll find everything that you need to start practicing and to try it out straight away. As time progresses, I'll be trying to supply as many links as I possibly can to help you find the things that I've found helpful. There's no guarantee, though, that they're going to be any good to you whatsoever. But yeah, then I watched a podcast from a guy called Andrew Huberman. That's a name that's going to come up a lot in the next 23 episodes. I can promise you that. Someone that uh, I really admire. Um, He's a a scientist. He does a podcast. Uh, They're usually like at least two hours long. Has fantastic interview partners and does the whole thing just from the basis of he wants to share his knowledge. He wants to put his knowledge out into the world, scientific knowledge, make it as, as available to as many people as possible at no cost to anybody. And I think he does a great job of it. And so I, getting back to breathing, I then heard a podcast from Andrew Hooverman about breathing and some of the benefits of actually controlling our breath. The fact that the breath is one of those very few subconscious reflexes like heartbeats and your brain activity, your basic physical reactions that we don't have much control over, but breath is the one we can control. Breath is the one that we can almost always take control of and almost always have an an immediate effect on our sense of well-being, on our focus and so many other things and so yeah that's the the magical trio for me for me if the science is there if the history is there several thousand years of practice there's a new age connection to it to make it accessible to us today different to the way that it was made accessible 3000 years ago or even more And if I've then actually experienced the benefit from it, then that's the test, basically. And everything I'm gonna talk to you about has, for me, stood that test. Whether it's breath work, whether it's meditation, whether it's dance, whether it's somatic healing, um, whatever we're gonna get into down the road, I can only promise I've tried it, it's worked for me, I've looked into the history of it, And I think there's an absolute solid scientific basis for the things that I'm going to tell you. And so we get again to the point of why am I doing this podcast? Because I think that there's a lot, again, of especially men out there. I'm not closing anyone else out of that statement, but I think there's especially a lot of men out there who, they cringe a little bit maybe when it's, when the... Talk is of spirituality and well being, and yeah, all of those things. I have a theory, I have a proposal. I will get into one episode just about that. It's basically that if you can be a gentleman, if you can live your life as a gentleman, you're already well on that pathway to becoming more in touch with yourself, becoming more in touch with people around you, becoming more tolerant of the people around you. And I feel I was just really lucky. I had the benefit of being surrounded by gentlemen in my youth, in my childhood. My granddads, both of them, were absolute gentlemen, showed me the value of being a gentleman. Um, My dad, exactly the same. My mum and dad, just the most loving people that I could have wished for to have as parents. They weren't perfect, but they always did their best. And that's another episode that I'll get into at some time. How important it is to see what in your childhood maybe has affected the way that you live today. And maybe being able to look at that from the perspective of nobody's to blame. That it turned out the way that it turned out in the best case that you can say your parents did their best for you within their capabilities and yeah that now it's up to you what you do with that what you do with that information that you received in your childhood so yeah that's um basically where I'm trying to go where I'm looking at going with this podcast um Just to give you a little taste, I would run through some of the titles of the episodes that are going to follow, and um, maybe it will prick your interest a little. Maybe you've already had enough of the sound of my voice, and you've already left, and then you're not hearing me say that maybe you've already left. (laughs) Maybe you're thinking about leaving now, and I don't blame you. It's some... 61 year old guy from south east london babbling away sitting in a recording studio a friend of mine and i'm sitting here alone talking at a microphone not really with any proper show notes or anything like that and i don't know if anyone's listening i don't know if anyone's ever going to listen and that's that's a really strange thought if you do hear this and you feel like you'd like to give me any encouragement, just drop me a line and say hi. And I know that there's somebody else out there that this is interesting for in any way, shape or form. So this is me doing the episode list. Yeah, first of all, the most important thing for me has been I've avoided, not because I'm mean, a lot of it because I don't have the financial means, but also because I don't think, spiritual development, waking up, taking a different path, self-discovery, psychiatry, psychotherapy, has to be about spending lots of money, I think. Lots of us make the mistake of going out and buying the new book that's going to change our life, that's going to make life so much easier, and we read the book, we put the book down and we don't feel any different, we perhaps feel inspired. For me it's not about the book, it's not about the talk, it's not about the podcast, it's not about the course that you go on, it's not about the retreat that you go on. There is no way around just being with yourself a little, looking at your thoughts, feeling your thoughts, trying to understand your thoughts. But there are so many helpful things on the internet which we've all got access to which cost no money at all. So yeah, the first episode is going to be about what resources I've found, what resources I've found to be useful, and what resources that I'd like to be able to suggest to you. The next episode, and don't hold me to this because, you know, <laughs> I could change my mind at any time down the pathway. I could get some feedback from someone that tells me that this is just not working the way you're thinking it, Sean. Maybe I'll listen to this after I finish recording it and think, my God, what the fuck did you think? That's nobody's gonna want to hear that. I'll still try and be brave enough to put it out there and test that theory. Episode two, Mindfuck FM. That's stolen from a guy guy called Jamie Carto. That's just about establishing the fact that we all have all of those crazy thoughts, those crazy voices in our head that maybe make really horrifying suggestions sometime, that make really childish suggestions sometime. But just knowing, just discovering, for me, that everybody's got that going on. And if you're brave enough to talk to someone else about your inner voices, about what's going on in your head, usually the reaction is that people are also just happy to realise they're not alone with Mindfuck FM. And yeah, it's maybe a little bit about what we can do to turn the volume down a little bit. I think sometimes the volume gets stuck on 11 to use Spinal Tap language. And there is no avoiding it anymore. And that can maybe turn into some kind of psychosis. I have to say as well, I have got absolutely no qualification to have anything more than just a an opinion on all of these things yeah so don't take my word for it listen to others as well look at other sources as well but yeah just give it a go be open for it first love yourself i think that's one of the most damaging damaging things that I've ever heard it's so important to know that even if you don't feel like you can love yourself if you can find it in yourself to see value in someone else and to show that love to them it helps it just helps it's I think a basic human need and a basic human instinct to give love as much as it is to receive love And I know from my own situation and circumstances sometimes there's been times where I haven't liked myself very much at all. And I've been able to find so much fault in me. But luckily enough I've got two kids especially that I'm really, really close to. And just wanting to protect them from my darkness and show them the love that I feel for them, even if I don't feel it for myself. Oh, it gave me so much and karma's a great thing. What goes around comes around. So yeah, if you can find it in some way possible to give someone you don't know a smile, to just say something kind to somebody, you'll feel better, I'm sure you will. But yeah, maybe you don't need that advice, you know? that's the other thing that I think about is uh, who is this for you know these are things I would have loved to have heard a year or two ago that maybe would have helped me at the same time I think it's a real shame that we need to very often go through the trauma and the pain of maybe a breakup maybe a, a loss of some kind maybe just a an unexplained depression, but um, sadly we often need those things to push us along the way to to get us started on maybe looking at things with a slightly different perspective. So when I say you, I'm really talking to me then, <laughs> which might sound a bit strange, you know, time machine and all that, but yeah, I'm really saying what? I think may have helped me in my situation in the past and again just to reiterate with the hope that something that I say somewhere along the line if you're patient enough to listen might just give you something that brightens up just one day you know and that's already then been worth sitting here and doing it so uh, next episode get a fuck it bucket You know, (laughs) there's a great book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, I think, Mark Manson, but I'll look into that and that will come up in one of the podcasts sooner or later. Um, It's really important to decide what you give a fuck about and what you don't give a fuck about. Next episode, Just Be a Gentleman. I had a very, very interesting conversation that I'll share with you about a comparison between being a gentleman and... Buddhism, being a Buddhist, going the Buddhist way of the middle way and so on. The conversation with, with Chat GPT, artificial intelligence. And when I get to that podcast, I'll also, in the show notes, post that conversation or a link to somewhere where you can see that conversation, which I thought was really, really interesting. I know how to fucking breathe. You know, if somebody had said to me two years ago, Sean, have you ever thought about like conscious breathing or doing breath work? I just thought oh, fuck it, I know how to breathe. I do it I've been doing it for sixty years. I know how that works, but yeah, like I've already explained very briefly, there's a lot of power in your breath and how you control your breath and what you do with your breath. I can't meditate. Another episode. Uh I went through a, a real phase of thinking, wow, well, how do they do that? I can't meditate. It's really interesting to go a bit deeper into trying to understand what meditation is, what different levels of meditation there are, what you're actually looking for in a meditation. Um, It's not just about sitting still, watching your breath, and staring at your navel from the inside. Um, Again, I think we have very simplistic views um, that make it easy just to say, oh no, I can't do that. And yeah, you can. Everybody can. I'm absolutely convinced everybody can meditate. You just have to find what your meditation is, what your practice is. Whether that's in dance, whether that's in walking, whether it's in sitting still on a cushion in a certain pose, that's really not important. It's where your mind goes in that time. That's what's important. Next episode, you can't blame everything on your childhood. Just grow up. Yes, but no. I already alluded to that very briefly. What happened in your childhood, whether it was good, bad or indifferent, had a huge influence on who you are now and who you've become. And looking at those things doesn't mean you're criticised and doesn't mean that anyone's getting any blame for any mistakes they made. But it is really interesting to realise, oh, maybe I act this and that way because this and that happened in my past. Who knows? One that's very close to my heart. (laughs) Not everyone who tests your edges, who gets on your wick, who makes you fuming mad, is a narcissist. You know, it's very easy, it's a very popular thing nowadays to bl- put the blame outside and not look inside. Again, getting back to another great quote from Ram Dass, like I say, there's a few names that are going to pop up constantly because they've been so influential for me. Ram Das said, if somebody triggers you, if somebody makes you angry, then it's like somebody sticking a finger in the wound. And it's no good looking at the finger and looking at who's on the other end of the finger. Maybe it's better if you look at the wound and find out where the wound came from, then you can heal that because you can't change the person who's sticking their finger in. But that's what Ramdas says. We'll get to whether or not we can change other people and what changes us when we're around other people. That's a, a whole other story gather your crew i'll introduce you at some time probably in that episode to my pirate crew so yeah i have a pirate crew in my head there's a cabin boy there's a cook there's a punk pirate there's the captain there's the navigator they all have their function and they all have my best interest at heart Trouble is, none of them are quite as clever as I am. (laughs) Let's put it that way. So yeah, it's about being, working out who all those voices are. It's just the way that works for me is to give them characters, to actually be able to understand them more if they are individual characters. I often get told that it sounds more like I've got a split personality. I think I probably do. I've lost count of how many there are though. (laughs) Who the fuck is this I? Who am I? What is I? What is my consciousness? What is just my brain chatting to itself? Who is I? That's something I think is very interesting. In the process of gathering my crew, discovering who I am, realising that there's like, this inner child you know going back to can't blame it all on your childhood there is an inner child in there somewhere realizing that makes it also so much easier to realize that there's an inner child in everybody that you meet and that's the inner child that sometimes reacts to what you've done what you've said and not the adult person that you're standing opposite not the caring loving person that you're standing opposite but they're triggered inner child And I think if you can take the step in a relationship, whether it's a loving relationship or just a friendly relationship or a family relationship, if you can take that step to recognising that they've got an inner child and then going one step further and adopting that inner child as your own, that's a great place to start from in understanding other people and their triggers. Another episode is... It's biology and talking about your lizard brain. So there is a lot that goes on in our psyche, in our brain, in our actions that really is more difficult to control. Some of it gets placed then on our so-called lizard brain. And it's a good excuse to say it's my lizard brain, it's fight, freeze, flee fuck which we'll get into as well but that's too easy if you have the tools there is no part of your action that you can't control in the best case you won't do it I don't do it always (laughs) I don't manage to do it always I'm not claiming to be enlightened so you don't need to kill me but yeah avoid negative emotions or Stress should be avoided. Two episodes that again. I think are based around the fact that. It's just put out there. There are no negative emotions for me. Every emotion that you have has a value. And has a reason to be there. There's negative reactions to your emotions. But the emotions themselves. Are not to blame. And they're not negative. And if you can get into that sort of. Not valuing, whether not judging whether something is good, bad, right, wrong, positive, negative, but accepting that it's there and looking at what you can do with it and what it causes in the world, I think that's more important. And again, with stress, a certain level of stress is exactly that that keeps us on the move, that keeps us changing, that keeps us developing along the way. If there is no stress, we do lose a lot of motivation to actually do, to actually be. People don't change. You can't change anyone. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. People definitely change. If people don't change what has happened to me, how do I explain my own life? I've changed so much over the years, so people change. And you can't change others, yeah, you can absolutely change others you can't change them into what you would like them to be but you can be the person that motivates someone to change you can be the person that supports someone in change and on an absolute basic level with co-regulation which we'll get into just interacting with somebody makes a change whether that changes for good or bad that's a, a, a whole another kettle of fish but yeah our interactions with people cause change don't worry about what others think i think that's a really important one you know we get so hung up on what our image is that we're projecting and the most ridiculous part of it is we build up a picture of the image that we're projecting In most cases, you're never going to get to find out what the other people actually see. Most people have got no motivation to tell you what they've got to see. I think there's a huge value in knowing what your friends think of you. There's a huge value in how your partner sees you. Obviously, I know there's deeper friendships, but nobody's going to come up to you and say, or very few people, sorry if I make any mistakes in my language about always nobody and all those definitive things I do try to moderate my language in that respect even if I don't with swear words not many people are just going to walk up to you and say you know Sean I think you're doing this wrong man have a think about it unless you give them that space to do it so yeah don't care what others think don't make that the deciding factor of who you're going to try and be or you know, who you think you are or who you would like to be. But also give others the permission to tell you what they think if they're going to do it with love and your interests at heart. Just lose your ego. Yeah, it's that's very new age and spiritual, isn't it? Not having an ego. Let go of your ego. No, no, I don't agree. So Terence McKenna, also in the same group as Ram Dass, Timothy Leary, easy to find online. Terence McKenna said, if you've got no ego and you're sitting at a restaurant table and there's food on the table, you wouldn't know which mouth to put the food into. So, yeah, I think ego is important. I think ego is, again, something that drives us, something that gives us power. But at the same time, it's something we have to be aware of. And just like anger, just like sadness, just like grief, all those things, be aware of your ego, but make the final decision from your consciousness and not through your ego of how you're going to behave in a certain situation. Say it loud, I'm codependent and proud, is there James Brown found out there. Codependency, why does everybody, ah, I did it again, see, everybody, why does so many people have this attitude that codependency is something in some way negative? Yeah, if you're totally dependent on someone else to find any happiness, then yeah, maybe, maybe that's not the most positive of ways to go through life but we are brought into this world as dependent beings. Um, We spend the first, oh, how many years? 10 years at least, 12 years maybe, of being totally dependent, and that's a great thing. The sad thing is sometimes those we're dependent on are not able to give us what we need, but there's nothing wrong with being dependent. I like to think I can depend on certain people, and I like to think they can depend on me. So that's codependency. It's not always as negative as you think. I'm nearly at the end of this list. So yeah, if you're losing your patience, just bear with me just a moment longer. I think we're at episode 21, the power of yet. So it's basically the power of communication. Your words have so much power. Having the right words makes a huge difference in communication establishing that we both understand the same thing from the same words that's so important as well it's so easy to get into a misunderstanding with someone because you never took the time at the beginning of the conversation to just clear up this is what I think you said is this what you meant (laughs) and that gives the opportunity to say no not at all I'm sorry that you understood it that way and maybe you solve and save a whole day of stress arguing that horrible churning feeling in your stomach because you're angry or you're sad or whatever communication the power of yet the power of yet especially because it's so easy to say no I haven't done that I haven't reached that I haven't achieved that but if you just add that word yet at the end it changes how the dopamine the serotonin and so many other things in your brain are released because you're just avoiding that feeling of oh I failed and that's really important you have to convince yourself I think That there's so many little successes. If you focus on the failures, just gets more difficult and more difficult. But try and find the little successes along the way. And say, yeah, I haven't got there yet, but this is where I am now. And that's better than yesterday. So throw that one in there while we're at it. So another one, don't compare yourself to other people in that case. You know, just if you can compare yourself to yesterday, And maybe you screwed up on a couple of things, but you can say, but I did this and that was better than yesterday. Then brilliant. Then you're succeeding. You're giving yourself positive feedback. And that's what we all need. Positive feedback. If you're not getting it from outside, you can always give it to yourself. If you just look close enough. Ask why is almost the last episode ask why you know we we tend to have big dreams sometimes we tend to have big ambitions and we tend to have written ourselves a great exciting narrative of how our life is gonna be and sometimes that narrative just makes life much more difficult so ask yourself why why do you think you want Those things that you've set up for yourself. I've listened to so many podcasts from so many people who you would think have achieved everything that they could ever wish for with success and money and all of those external things, I guess. And there's very few of them that reach that stage in their life and are then happy it's more often the case from my experience from the podcast that I've heard it's more often the case that there's a realization that having all those things achieving all those things that doesn't make a difference to whether you're really truly happy and content or not that happiness and contentment comes from a different space most definitely and I think it's a space that's inside each of us And the last episode, I really hope, is going to be encouraging anyone who's actually managed to sit through 23 times 23 minutes, which you can work out on a calculator, I don't know how many hours that is, but anyone who's got through listening to the sound of this voice (laughs) for 23 episodes of 23 minutes, maybe you feel like something has moved, something has changed, something has become different. And it's just about encouraging you, us all to share it, just share it, tell people about it, be vulnerable, open up, be honest. I think it's been some of the best moments I've had of getting over that fear of, oh my fucking God, what are they going to think if I say this? And actually just saying it and putting it out there, the feedback is, the majority of the time, so positive. So yeah, the end of the podcast series for me is really about encouraging people to build communities, to get involved in communities. The League of Mindful Gentlemen, is something that I started up about a year or so ago. It was really about building a safety net for me because I went through this phase of just losing sight of how many positive contacts I had around me, how many opportunities I had if I just reached out to people who would support me and help me, and just feeling that it's so important to establish these groups and these spaces In advance, I guess, you know, prophylactic and not grabbing for it and searching for it when you're in a space where you need it and where it's more difficult to find. But just about trying to set up these spaces for you, for others, where it's just possible to be human. Spaces where it's just possible to be vulnerable, to show how much you feel, to show how much you care to show how much you worry, to show how much pain you have, and to show how much joy you have, how much love you have to share, all in equal measures, all unfiltered and in equal measures. And I'm so lucky, I feel so privileged that I co-host the space, I attend several spaces, breathwork groups, just places where people meet up online, I'll share them with you during the course of the the series. But yeah, community. My biggest discovery is how important community is and how when you have a foothold in one of those communities, how powerful that is to be able to take that knowledge with you into your everyday life, into your daily interactions with other people how easy it makes for you to see you're not alone everybody is going through the same shit just to varying degrees if you feel like you've got anything to comment on any of the things that i've got to say i would so love to hear from you at sean that's me s-h-a-u-n just like the sheep so the email address sean at l-o-m-g dot earth that's League of Mindful Gentlemen Um, you can always contact me there and I'm absolutely keen to hear from as many people as possible and absorb as much input as I possibly can from everybody out there because I don't claim to be enlightened in any way whatsoever if you feel that that's what you need to do and send me a criticism send me an in The general opinion, negative feedback. Yeah, I'm happy with that. No problem. I'd obviously much prefer to have my my inbox flooded with positive reactions. But yeah, just be honest. Let me have your reactions. Then, you know, maybe something will change. Maybe I just think you're a dick and I'll ignore you completely. But who knows? Let's see. Let's see where it goes. Thank you so much for listening to me, if you have managed to listen this far. I think things will change as the podcast goes on. I get more used to sitting in an empty room alone, talking into the the vastness of the internet and not knowing if it's ever going to hit any human ears out there anywhere. But yeah, thanks for listening and be kind. Take care.